Hello and welcome to Kiri Presents or Inspiring Stories. This is the podcast where I sit down with a special guest to share their inspiring story, journeys and thoughts along the way. So sit back and enjoy. National Allotment Week is coming up on the 7th to the 13th of August this year. An allotment is an area of land leased either from a private or local authority landlord and it's for the use of growing fruit and vegetables. In some cases this land also be used for the growing of ornamental plants and the keeping of hens, rabbits and bees. An allotment is traditionally measured in poles, an old measurement dating back to Anglo-Saxon times. Ten poles is the accepted size of an allotment and is the equivalent of 250 square metres. Today we talk to my mum, Joy, and sister, Zara, who both grow their own produce and who would like to inspire others to do the same. And here's the show. Hi, mum. Hello. Hi, Zara. Hi. Thank you so much for coming to do the podcast today. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. So, Mum, start with you. Remind me, how long have you had your allotment for? About 15 years. Oh, quite a long time. It feels not that long, actually. No, it was there after I had my hip done. Right, okay. But uh, it's about 15 years. And you share the plot with your friend Rosalie, don't you? So yeah. how did this first come about? I overheard Rosalie talking to a friend saying she would like some help with her allotment. And so it suddenly sort of planted a seed. Um, excuse the pun. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Excuse the pun. And so I approached her and said, well, Rosalie, I heard you, you know, talking and saying you could do me some help. Would you like me to help us? So that's how it started, really. Yeah. Just overhearing her talking to somebody, saying she needed some help. She had quite a big, a big allotment. Well, it's a big task to do all on your own, it isn't is. it? It is. I don't so know. You, how, yeah, yeah to right. have someone to do it with is perfect. Mm. So what are the sort of jobs that you have to do to maintain the allotment? What does it involve? Well, it needs commitment. Mm. And also, you, you know, you're, you're digging up the earth, you're planting, you're weeding. So there's a lot to do. There's um, and watering. So you, you do need to be committed. That's the first thing you do need when you've got an allotment. You do need to be committed to it. Definitely. So that's mm. good to share it with Rosalie. And, and all, yeah, and also it's nice to work together yeah. rather than do it on your own. Because sometimes you work together, don't you, on some days, yeah. sometimes you're there on your own. Yeah, that's right. it's a shared it, load. It, it's not set in stone. It all depends, no. you know, what days. We do it on a regular basis, but sometimes Rose is busy, sometimes I'm busy. Yeah. But we always try to get together about once or twice a week. Mm. And, depends uh, on the weather. And stuff, depending yeah. on the weather and, and what commitments we, we have, you know. Yeah. And Zara, you don't have an allotment as such, but you have started growing your own veg, which I have found inspiring over the last year or so. So tell us more about how you started and what was the first produce that you grew? So it was just a random shopping trip around Poundland, actually. I had a few bits and pieces to pick up. I remember seeing these little, it was a children's gift set and... I looked at it and it was a, it was a grow your own herbs kit. Brilliant. So I think it was like a fiver or something like that. And I thought, do you know what? I'd quite like that for myself. So I took that home and it was just a few little bits and pieces to grow on my windowsill. So nothing extravagant. And it was really easy. I mean, I've never been able to keep a plant alive, but this I could actually do. I was really impressed with myself. Excellent. I love herbs because you can actually put them into dinners, can't you? It's yes. extra vitamin and extra crop. And exactly. It's all part of your, well, five a day or yeah. your ten a and day. And if I can do it, literally anyone can. <laughs> Excellent. So 
let's talk about what we've grown so far this year. We've got allotments week coming up in August. So Zara, what crop has done well so far for you this year? Courgettes. Mm. Randomly. Who knew that they would do so well? Because to me, I think, when I think of courgettes, I think they're really quite large vegetables. And yeah. I never thought I'd be able to grow a courgette in my house. So actually do it inside? Well, I've managed to do it in my conservatory. Oh. Yeah. Um, and so you get all the sun. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. So, I do get yeah. the sun. I never thought that I'd get any in my house. Have you got any growing outside as well? Or? So what I do is I wait until the plants are relatively mature and it's just trial and error. And I've learned now that if I put them outside for a day and then bring them in at the end of the day, <laughs> sounds like a lot of work, but I promise it's actually really quite easy to get the hang of it, then they tend to do really well without getting weathered. Brilliant. Mm, and I suppose like conservatory is almost like having a greenhouse. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Mm. But I bring right. them in so that if it's yeah. really, you know, rainy or windy outside, they don't get too Amazing. That's a great tip for people, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Mum? What's the best crop so far for you? I've heard plots suffering from blight as well. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Well, blight is sort of a disease that eats away at the plants. And with broad beans, if you nip it in the bud before... Another goes, pun? Yeah. <laughs> another pun. Um, oh, she's on fire. <laughs> bit, bit, you know, before they take over. Otherwise, all the broad beans, you, you, they're just ruined. So you spray yeah. them with water and add some um, fairy liquid. Okay. And, and, and just squeeze it all over the, you know... Before, That's a good tip. Before it starts. And right. You have to keep an eye on... It's on the flowers and because they flower and then the broad beans come along and you have to do it when they're before. Otherwise, they, they're just... So it's like a preventative yeah. measure. It is really. Oh, that's yeah. good. And then what's your best crop then um, you've had? Well, we've had, we've had um, broad, um, say broad beans, we've had a very good crop, runner beans mm. and potatoes and, and onions. And we've had courgettes like Lanzara, mm. courgettes and pumpkins mm. and butternut squash. We've oh, had, yeah. Variety. Round to yours for dinner soon, then, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I get a lot of yours anyway, yeah, don't I? I do. I give you some potatoes and onions and, and a well, pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, that's right, I do. So, as we know, it's approaching the time of year for Allotments Week. So, Zara, how can people take part in this? From the 14th to the 20th of August, many sites are opening their gates and inviting the local community to join them for barbecues, plant and produce sales, allotment tours, competitions, exhibitions, coffee mornings and afternoon teas. Many of them are raising funds to support local charities. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm. That's really good that mm. allotments are opening their gates Absolutely. and getting people involved. <laughs> and you can find out all about which ones are opening their gates on the National Allotment Society website and... If you're new to allotments, there's a beginner's allotment course too. And it's at Barnsdale Gardens in Oakham on Sunday the 20th of August. Mm-hmm. So pop along if you're in the Midlands mm. or it's nearby in, for you. In the area. Yeah, mm. go up. So allotments are great for all ages, as we know. Mum, how do you think people can benefit from allot- allotment keeping gardening? How can they benefit? Yeah. Well, it's good for the mental health. Mm. And it's good to be out in the fresh air to talk to people, to have support from the other allotment keepers and to grow things. And so, you know, it's a lovely positive thing to do. Mm. I would recommend it to anybody. No, absolutely. And it's also important for biodiversity hotspots as well, isn't it? Where we can link up with the parks, the rivers, the hedgerows nearby. So what would you say, how do you support the local wildlife and ensure a balanced ecosystem? 
Yeah, well, we don't spray anything on our plants. All our plants and all our um, vegetables are grown naturally. Brilliant. And we have lots, sort of lots of areas where it's, we don't dig it over so that, you know, it gives all, all the sort of insects and butterflies a chance to thrive. Yeah, all the natural habitats, yeah, habitats for them. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Excellent. Mm. Is there a pond? Have you got a bird feeder anywhere? Um, there is a pond, actually, in one of the allotments just up from where we are. That We haven't got a pond, but one of the guys mm. has. He's got a pond, and it's, you know, it's lovely. Brilliant, yeah. And I think there were some frogs in there, you know, the, oh. the, the other day. Yeah. And then next door, he's got a bird feeder, and you see the wood pigeons, actually, and, and a, squ- a squirrel. That's the only thing. They tend to sort of nibble, you know, which is meant for the smaller birds, really. But mm. then next door but one... Um, a neighbour, she's got a bird stand and she has loads of sparrows on, on this bird stand. There's so oh, many. Yeah. They all flock to this bird stand, mm-hmm. you know, nibbling away at the nuts. And, and it's just lovely, lovely to see. Even yeah. though she's got cats, she used to have about seven cats, they never bothered really? jumping up at no, no. The birds used to be there, you know, yeah. on this, mind you, it was a bit, but they never... The, you think they would, wouldn't you? would have done. You would have thought the cats would have... When they see... But I know my yeah. cat, when he sees the bird, he, you know, he goes bananas. Because that's what's put off us having a bird feeding yeah. in the garden. So I always think Ginny's going to... Yeah, that's right. Well, they do. Up. Sometimes, yeah. you know, they do get um, cats, um, but no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's lovely. It's a lovely, lovely thing to do. So, Zara, you have Little Hunter, who is four and a half now. <laughs> so cute. How important do you think it is for children to get involved in gardening? Massively. If you have a child that predominantly enjoys a beige diet like mine, <laughs> I think it's hugely important because it gets them involved and they, they love being outdoors. And it doesn't have to be anything too crazy or, you know, a type of vegetable that's really complicated. It can just be something really easy and simple. I mean... We love growing crests, for example. Anyone, literally anyone mm. can grow crests. Yeah. <laughs> and it just helps to do that. Some yeah, it's, yeah. it's cool. It's we lovely. Yeah. That, yeah. And it's crests, it's yeah. lovely with cheese, isn't it, crests? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they, they enjoy it. You know, I let him have free reign. Well, <laughs> within limits. A little bit of free reign with, some, with his little safety scissors and he'll go around and he'll cut little bits of spinach and... And yeah, spinach is easy to grow, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and chard, it's so easy. And he thinks it's absolutely yeah. brilliant when it's yeah, on his it's plate. Mm. Because he's been involved in yeah, it. Yeah, because he's been involved, mm. yeah. That's it really is, good. And just yeah. being outside, like you say, it's better than being indoors watching the mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's just lovely to get out there and do some digging and planting. And, definitely. Uh, mm. So why do we think National Allotment Week is so important? Yes, so they encourage to combat several of the challenges facing 21st century problems such as obesity, inactivity and mental health problems resulting from social isolation. Gardening and allotments encourage people to get out there and just get into nature. Definitely. Mm. I think we saw in COVID people weren't getting out as much, were mm. we? We saw a lot of loneliness mm. and isolation. isolation. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So when you're out and about and doing walks and going to an allotment and speaking to other people... It's definitely going to be helping all those all those problems and keeping active and all good points. Mm. So, Mum, obviously you've got an allotment. So, do you have any general tips for fellow allotment keepers? Any well, like how often do you work it and well, it, share? And yeah, when well, it's not set in stone, no, um, we we do the lot. We try to sort of meet up, Rosie and I, about two or three times a week, and we we do it on a regular basis. Because otherwise, um, you leave it and then it gets too much, you know, it gets too much. You need to do it on a regular basis. And just staying in touch with other allotment keepers, you know, staying connected and, and asking them how they're getting on with their allotment. 
and then you, you learn from each other, mm. and which, you know, which is good. That's really good. Yeah. So I suppose each allotment might grow different things differently. Um, so if you know that someone else is growing a certain produce, it might work well yeah, in yours as well. Yeah, that's right. We don't grow carrots because carrots are quite difficult. Mm. The, the earth has to be really sort of fine. Yeah. But we... So other yeah. parts of the country, you might yeah, be they, able to, yeah. but where you are, you can't. Well, you'd have to, the earth has to be really finely sieved. And, right. You know, the, uh, carrots are quite sort of difficult. But we all grow similar things, really. Potatoes, onions, um, raspberries, strawberries, butternut squash, pumpkins, um, broad, broad beans. Oh, corn of the cob we're growing. And corn of the cob, it's a funny, really, because you have to do it in a square, Oh, right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what Rosie and I have done. We did that the other day. You dig up some earth and then you put one plant in and then you, you go along. And so it's in a square. So it's for some reason they grow better. Like that. that, that yeah. They, yeah. So we did four, one, we did four sort of in, in one in each hole. It's four. And then we, we did four the other way. So yeah, so it's in a square. Yeah. So do you have a swap yeah. with each other? Um, we, yeah, we, we do. We do sometimes. That must be fun. Yeah. Yeah, we have. I know, I know one of the guys, they gave me some leeks once. I think there were 90. Wow. To plant. <laughs> 90 leeks. So that's a lot. We would, you know, that. I, I, yeah. And so, you donate to other people, like friends and family, yeah. don't you? The oh, stuff we do. That you've got we, left over. Yeah, we do. Because otherwise we'd have too much. You can't really sort of eat it all on your own. It's, it's nice to give it away to people, actually, you know, mm. because... Uh, and you never know, it might encourage them to take up an allotment Absolutely. when they see all these lovely vegetables, you know. I remember one year coming to see you and I had those beetroots. I think only about six and there I was cooking all these beetroots in the kitchen, all the steam going everywhere, <laughs> you know. And then we froze some as well, didn't we? Or we've frozen some vegetables that you've got over yeah, and that's handy so. and I can just yeah. put them in dinners as I go along. Yeah, yeah, that's they're right. They're all cooked up and put yeah. in the freezer. I know, it's a good idea, you know, to, to do that. It saves time, doesn't Absolutely it? Absolutely, it does. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, we have talked a bit about the advantages of growing, of having an allotment. But what about the advantages of growing your own produce, Sarah? Well, by growing your own food, you have control over the chemicals that are used or not used in the process, and less food is moved around the country in lorries. Allotment growers can grow unusual varieties of fruit and vegetables that are not available in the supermarket and help to conserve rare varieties. Yeah, it's a good point, because when you think about it, if you just eat what you've grown, mm-hmm. you're not going to be travelling, you're not going to be encouraging lorries going around the country, mm-hmm. so it's more sustainable. Exactly. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really good point, actually. Mm-hmm. So, Mum, if people are interested in having an allotment, what mm. can they do? Well, the first thing to do is to put your name on the waiting list because it's very busy. There's a long waiting list mm-hmm. and you might have to wait quite a long time, say a year even. And then in the meantime, perhaps you could help another person that's got an allotment, help them or grow some things in, in your own garden. And so, you know... And, like Zara does. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So, what would you suggest, Zara? Mm. Do you know what? I would personally, I would thoroughly recommend the DIY approach, if I'm honest. There's lots of videos out there. Just remember, you know, Google's your friend. You've got lots of YouTube videos where you can ask any question. Nowadays, it's bound to be a video for absolutely everything. Mm. I've basically taught myself how to do it. I've started small and Mm. it's trial and error and really, really good fun and just have fun with it. Absolutely. Mm. Brilliant advice, Aura. Thank you for that. So, what are we planning to grow next season? 
mum, what are you going to grow next season? Right, so we put our potatoes in and our onions, and we've got broad beans, and we've got beetroot, and we've got radishes, and we've just put our corn on the cob in, and then we're going to get the wigwam and grow runner beans. You do wigwam for that? Well, yeah, you? you have these long sticks. Yeah. And you make it, you tie it at the top and make it into a wigwam. And then you put the plants at the bottom and then they, they all grow up. Travel up. And they all go up, yeah. And you get loads of board. You could even do that in your garden because uh-huh. it, it doesn't take, take a, lot, a lot of space. Oh, Just okay. fine. No. I've actually, um, it's funny you should mention a wigwam. What I do have is a trellis that I ordered secondhand on Amazon and it was so easy to build. And I've actually got that in my conservatory at the minute. Yeah. And I just put it into the plant pot and that's growing our yeah. at the moment. Yeah, that's it. You yeah, can do so you that. you can do it that way. Yeah, you can. I mean, Rosie, has got, got these long sticks and she likes to do it because mm. it's her allotment, you know. Yeah. And she's got, I don't know, about six long. And then, and then they all go together like that. And then she ties mm-hmm. it up, you know. And she's got the plants. She started them off with seeds. Yeah. But they've really grown. And they've sort of grown because they do grow quite high. So they need to be put planted around the bottom, the base. Then they, they all grow. Yeah, so we, it was very successful. Oh, and run the beans. No, not run the beans. Dwarf beans. We, we didn't have a lot of success last year with dwarf beans, but they're nice to grow, dwarf beans, yeah. And lettuce mm-hmm. or cucumber. Yeah. Where you only get sort of... Say Many ones. Um, no, well, they're not that big. You get, say, four or five on one plant, and it's a bit of a lot of work. But you know, one plant is just, and they're not great big cucumbers. They're only mm. they're only small ones. But no, it's it's just nice to try a variety of things, really, because yeah. you know it's nice, and then you can sort of you know share it around, and and I'll see what the other. And you know what? Yeah. Look for things around the home. So, Joy, when you just mentioned ties for the broad beans, with the broad beans and the run. Yeah, beans. yeah. So what we do is um, we actually use pipe cleaners instead of ties. We look yeah. at things that we've already got in the house instead of buying things. So yeah. Pipe cleaners instead of ties. There was one day I actually ran out of propagators. So that's what you can put your little plant pots in so the water doesn't drain everywhere. Yeah. So I went and used an oven dish instead. An oven dish? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of a, like a tray. Oh, yeah. To soak yeah. up all the water. So it's just worth having a look around for all the things that oh, you yeah, know yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, spending yeah. loads of money on Yeah, well, that's what Rosie does. She's very much, because she was a missionary over in Africa. Uh-huh. So she, she's very good at, you know, at doing things like that, yeah. you know. You said about avoiding carrots. Is there anything else you're going to avoid? Parsnips are quite difficult to grow. And also the leaves are poisonous. Oh, really? Yeah, so you've got to be careful with, with, yeah. with parsnips. You know, that you don't definitely want to avoid with yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. With carrots, you can add sand to your soil to help make the soil yeah. finer. Yeah, so that would be. And that helps the carrots grow. Yeah, but Fred, next door to us, he used to grow carrots because mm-hmm. and, and, he had very fine soil. But we've got loads of stones, lots of stones yeah. in, in our, so in our room, you know. Oh, and spring onions we grew last year. So they were, oh. you know, they were nice spring onions because Rosie likes those. And one year we had some lovely lettuces and there were sort of different colours lettuces. There were dark leaves and I don't know what they, what it was, what they were called. Mm. But we have, we have, um, I love you know. spring onions in avocado. Is anyone feeling hungry right now? Yeah. <laughs> we are hungry, yeah. Well, no, I'm still full up from the afternoon tea. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not really, yeah. But I love talking about all the variety of oh, foods mm. that you can grow in the yeah. environment because they say that, well, they should have your five a day, mm-hmm. don't they? But it should all be different yeah. every day. Yeah. So you shouldn't it's have a rainbow. Like yeah. five of a certain amount of veg and fruit and then mm-hmm. the same five no, the next day. No. Apparently, you should have 30 
different things yeah. per week. Yeah. That includes Gosh. like that does include herbs and spices. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh herbs, spices, nuts, seeds. Yeah. So it's thirty yeah. different things. Different. Yeah. So that's different. good about with the allotment. You can get yeah. more of that variety. Yeah. You? Yeah. Mm. You can. And everything you know, peas are very good for you. Everything is, isn't it? Really. Mm. Um, to have a balanced diet, it's a variety of things, isn't it? Really. Yeah. What else have we grown? I um, suppose that's when swapping things comes in. Yeah. Obviously yeah. With the cost of living crisis and the food being so expensive, if you have got someone that you can swap with, yeah. that's, that's got to help. Actually, yeah. if you've ever got a surplus of food, have you ever tried, there's an app called Olio, and you can actually advertise any leftover foods that you've got with mm. people in your local community, mm. so you can share food that way as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And there was that allotment in Essex that was on the telly, and they were growing foods for their local food bank. Brilliant. In Harlow, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. So that's good, isn't it? Yeah. So if you do try and grow your own things, listeners, try and share them too. Yeah, Mm. definitely. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Are local councils doing enough to keep the allotments open and active? Because I have heard there's a few allotments that have closed down. Mm. Do we think that's a good idea? Or do they need to make sure that they're investing in these sites? Um, well, I think it's a shame if, if uh, any allotment closes down because I think we're the only country, actually, that have allotments. I don't think other countries have got allotments. Do you think that's where we need allotments, whereas other countries well, it, can it, grow it, things in their own environment they have got the right setting? Well, I don't know, but I think it's nice to have an allotment. But really, people start off all enthusiastic yeah. and then, of course, the novelty can wear off. Yeah. And um, there was a couple that had an allotment at the back of my garden and they worked really, really hard digging it all over and putting up a polytunnel and growing all these vegetables. And they've just given it up because they haven't got the time. They both work full time. Yeah. So and it's such a shame because now it's, it's nice like a wilderness. Mm. And it was so lovely. But wouldn't working. it be passed on to the next person on the waiting list? Well, they seem to be a bit slow, actually, because my next door neighbour, he wants to have an allotment. And a couple of times he's, he's mentioned it. And I've said to him, I'll ask um, Alan, who's sort of, who's, who we go to if there's any queries or anything. You know, he's got an allotment. So he's going to sort of chase them up. But yeah, they, they just seem to be a bit slow. I don't know, because as I say, there are quite a few areas where, you know, they're not being used. And it just seems a shame when... But really, some people do, they take it over because an allotment is quite a lot. You know, it's a big area, an allotment. Yeah. You definitely and, need and, and dedication. Um, and uh, we've been working really hard, you know, April and May, dig, just digging, 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 and then planting. That's yeah. why it's good that you share it with Rosalie, because yeah. you wouldn't be able to do it on your own. No, oh, would no. You? So no, I, think I wouldn't. That's a really no. good tip no. for a lot of people. Yeah. If it's, you're thinking about doing it, yeah. then see if there's anyone else yeah. who wants to share I mean, it with there is a guy called Reg, and he's in his mid 80s. And he's still got his allotment, but bless him, some of it needs digging over. And he lost all his strawberries because at the corner, because as you come along the along the path, he, his allotment's at the end. And as you go round, there was all these strawberries, but because he didn't dig them up, they're just covered in grass now. So he can't, you know, they've all, they've all gone under all this grass. Oh, such a shame. And, yeah, but some things he does grow, but it does need digging over some of it. But he does it on his own. This yeah. is the thing in eighty eighty five. Yeah. You know, he's 80, 85. There we go. It's impressive um, that he's still yeah. doing it. Sounds yeah. like it's Reggie's yeah. secret to eternal youth. Yeah. Happy <laughs> to Reg. Yeah. Well, his wife died, Yeah. Doesn't he's, it? That keeps yeah. you fit and healthy. Yeah. But, you know, there are a few allotments that, that have, that, that are empty. 
And poor Barry's, he, he's, you know, itching his feet to, uh, because he wants, yeah, to, he wants to take it on. Yeah, he can't wait, you know, bless him. Barry yeah. is the next door neighbour for everyone that's listening. Yeah. In. We love <laughs> oh, Barry. Oh, oh, my own. Yeah, Barry. Name, Barry, Barry. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Right, finally. <laughs> finally, <laughs> Mum, what is your favourite recipe to make with your harvest? Oh, my, my favourite, oh, chicken and leek pie. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or potato and leek soup. What about Mazarka? You've made that to me before. Yeah, I, ha- I have. But aubergine, I don't yeah, grow. I don't so, grow that. No, so, so okay. there's nothing. There's the, I'm growing aubergines this year. Okay. Yeah. Are going to make a Mazarka? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite? I know recipe? that you're always making them up, aren't you? Well, not when I don't do an awful lot. But it I seems do like whenever I phone you, you're having this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, oh no, I do. I know I love myself. It's lovely with the you know it's a Greek shepherd's pie. Isn't yeah, it? a Greek. That's what it. So, what's your favourite recipe, Zara? Oh, pesto. Love a homemade pesto. So last summer I ended up with all these courgettes. And didn't know what to do with them. So I cut them up, I freezed them, and then I got another batch and I got loads and loads of basil and I made my own homemade pesto Ooh, with courgettes right. and basil. Yeah. And it was delicious. And pine nuts, which obviously I didn't grow myself. Yeah. <laughs> right. I come to yours um, and try them. Honestly, <laughs> once they once they've been made, I put them in little Tupperware boxes, like the freezable ones. And they lasted me for a good six months. And then whenever I was making pasta, I could just get one out of the freezer. Mm. So it lasted me through winter. Oh, perfect. Mm. Brilliant. Mm. Looking forward to trying some. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much. That's the end. Mm. It's been really good talking to you both about growing your own produce. And hopefully we can inspire other people to do the same. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having us That's in this right. cosy hotel room. It's a very romantic <laughs> today yeah we have been lucky thanks everyone right but, do you think um, we can fit some dinner in now after that afternoon tea yeah <laughs> well i think if you go for chinese it's quite light chinese food yeah. isn't yeah. it but do they grow their own produce let's yeah. go find out i know this well, is it isn't it no it, it's lovely we've go got we've got a, a lovely allotment we're lucky with them yeah. right here then good bye mum bye zara bye, bye. thank you <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you haven't already, please follow Kiri Presents or Inspiring Stories on the podcast platform of your choice. And don't forget to share on the socials if you enjoyed it. Thank you very much and talk to you soon.